Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I am my childhood crushed by the dark reality of life. (laughs) Okay. Now, did I read that off my phone? Nope. (laughs) No, not at all. It was all memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, I can't remember yesterday. Actually, let me really try to remember yesterday. We met up in the family. That wasn't yesterday. (laughs) That wasn't even yesterday. That wasn't even yesterday. No. No. Yesterday was jujitsu. That's right. I almost cried after class. I almost quit. I had to talk to my coach on the phone about not quitting. That really happened. Yeah. Um. Uh. We got nothing before that. No. Just. It's all. Here's the deal, man. It's all one long Starbucks day for me. I know you. Totally. The same day. (laughs) A lot of phone calls. I have to charge my phone at least twice now, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, talk to some shithead band guy. You know, I do that all day, and then something happens at night. That's my week. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds similar to everyone's work day. Yeah. It's just shit, 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 home. Some shit, shit, home, and <laughs> something after work sometimes, sometimes not. And that's life, and then we all die. Yeah. Well, yesterday yeah. I had one of those, like, this was all meant to work out just like it is. Yeah. So Kate has decided to play soccer again. She's going to try out for Which the I'm high school so team. Which I'm so happy to hear. She didn't want to eat. Uh, no, she wanted to eat Takis because she threw up the day before from her conditioning. I offered her Takis and she's like, I can't. I have soccer tomorrow. She's like, like I don't think mean? it'll. She said, I don't think it'll make it through my system in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was serious, too. It's so, like me when I plan when I'm going to eat dairy. Have you seen yeah. her dyed hair, Ash? Yeah, oh, Katie dyed cute. her hair. It's kind of like a purpley red. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's decided to play soccer, and they've been doing conditioning yes. every morning. And yesterday oh, morning, wow. I took or she went to. I dropped her off, and then I came home, and then my son Hayden picked her up and took her to the park, and they played soccer for like another hour and a half, and then he brought her home because she had an orthodontist, an orthodontist, an orthodontist, an yeah. ortho orthodontist appointment. <laughs> At twelve thirty. Now this is this is a day in the life of Sarah Chilcott. Okay, yes. so we leave to go to the orthodontist, and on our way there, she informs me that she needs to have a sports physical completed by today. <laughs> this was yesterday. You're like, huh? And I'm like, that's not even possible. No. So I was like, okay, you go into the orthodontist. I'm gonna sit in the waiting room and try to figure this out. Wait, this is because she failed to tell you. Well, she just didn't even know because she only decided to play soccer on Monday. Right. So she's only been to, you know, I this see. week and they told her and you got to have this I, thing done. And... There's no information anywhere to, to know anything about tryouts or any. I mean, you have to know someone. It's mm. ridiculous. This is not for the high school. This is for high school. Okay. So she's in the in the appointment and I'm sitting in the waiting room trying it, and I'm like trying to find an appointment at Kaiser. I found one for monday in salem okay now for those of you that don't live here that's an hour away mm-hmm. and i work so i was like okay that's not gonna work uh um, hour away without what traffic else? so i'm trying to find one at the the hospital or the doctor that is literally across the street from my apartment yeah and the closest one is like september 3rd or something like that I'm like well this is not working no so i just start googling crazy shit on the internet how to get a sports physical now yeah 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 zoom care oh look at that i got an appointment for 145 yesterday 
Nice. We finished the her orthodontist and drove straight there. It was fifty bucks. Wham, oh, in bam. person. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, it was oh, all. Oh wow. Zoom care is like a yeah private like dock in the box thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It worked great. It was twenty minutes. We got Shake Shack. Is that made something that your copay took care of? No. Okay, just pay out of pocket. But it was only fifty bucks. But who cares, right? And even like a full exam is only like two hundred and fifty. No way. It's really not bad. I mean, it, God, it's sort every time of you like... you try to book anything these days, it's like months out. Yeah. Or at, le- at least a month out, I'd say. And I have to say that they were incredibly personal and cool. really, really nice people. It so was that's clean. Sarah's media rec for the week. Yeah, yeah Zoom, Zoom care. care. But so it's not the doctor from The Simpsons. Basically, what I'm getting at <laughs> is Nick. then I yeah. got home at 2.30 and had to leave at 2.40. I did not yet have my contacts in, no makeup. I was wearing <laughs> flip-flops. I have to go to work. So I'm like throwing together myself. <laughs> I made it to work uh, and then worked until 11 o'clock. And here I am today. Day. Yep feeling a little bit like i'm on drugs yeah i don't know what day it is or what time it is that's why i was late today i slept for two hours in the middle of the day which i haven't done in i don't even know the last time i took a nap you did that yesterday yeah i and i never do i i laid down to look at my phone as i because i do that a lot i just like yeah i need to look at because I, I have a ton of stuff to look at, and I just want to do it on my phone, and I usually do it in a dark room. Uh-huh. And I just get a bunch done. Well, I tried to do that, and I just clunked out. And I, I fell asleep for way too long, like an hour and a half or something crazy. Yeah. And I woke up, like, in a different dimension. Totally. Like, oh, God. Oh, like, God. cold sweats. Yeah. And, Where uh, am I? I'm hungry, but what I don't know what it? meal I'm hungry for, because I don't know what uh, time of day it is. God. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, let's move on because we got a big episode. Yeah, and I'm really excited about it because I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I've been taunted for the last week or so about... Y- you have. This is going to be a good one, Sarah, and I'm not giving you any clues. Well, before we do that, here's something else into that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> this just in. It's 81 and partly cloudy at not Disneyland. And 93 degrees and sunny at Disneyland. Woo. Today, we're looking into a visionary of pop culture. An individual that created their own world and their idealized vision in the form of a theme park. Okay, this sounds familiar. And invited all of the world's children to join them year after year. We can't escape this icon, and some have tried. (laughs) Their history is the stuff of legends, as ingrained in American life as celebrity scandal itself. And personally, I think this cultural icon makes Jeffrey Epstein look like the average Joe next door. Oh, no. <laughs> Any clues? I think I know. Is it who I guessed last week? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. So today we're talking about Neverland Ranch and, of course, its owner, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Dude, that's your fault. It is your fault. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did a little highlight clip for the episode that just came out last week. And it's it's the intro. It's exactly the same intro. Yes. It makes it sound like it's Walt Disney. Turns out it's actually Dolly Parton. And you say, oh, thank God. I thought this whole time it was Michael Jackson. (laughs) I was really worried. And then the clip ends with Ashley goes, that's next week. Oh, but she but just she said didn't that. Mean no. It. no, no, no. She just said it. Yeah, it's yeah, it like, like a joke. Now I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, that's. And then good. we kept thinking about it. Like, wait, no, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so for uh, preface a little bit, 
I'm not going to talk too much about yes. Michael Jackson in his life. Mm-hmm. It's yes. everything is going to be specifically focused on Neverland Ranch. Yep. That's safe. Unfortunately, a lot of bad things happened at Neverland Ranch, <laughs> so we're going to get into that a little bit. So not so safe. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and this is a bit of a, I guess, a trigger warning is the the modern way of saying that. And we, we mean that. By no means are we condoning his behavior, just to get that out there. Right. He's a cultural icon, to say the least, and there's a lot of similarities and parallel to Disneyland. He was a humongous Disneyland fan. He went all the time. Mm-hmm. Our father met him on mm-hmm. Main Street, for crying out loud. So I think it would be um, irresponsible is not the word, but it, it would be silly of us to do these sort of podcasts that we do and not mention this at some point. Right. So, yeah, we're just going to have some fun with it. And, yeah, again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. We by no means Nothing he did in his personal life changes the fact that he was an incredible musician. Well, we're going to get into that. And we're going to get into that, Sarah, because okay. I, I want to have that honest conversation about that whole thing. Like, okay. do you still support the art? Do you still like the art, even though this person is a monster? And there's so many cases of that. It's not just him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. 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 I'm going to start by talking about the ranch itself. It is a 2,700-acre estate, originally named... Wow. 2,700 acres. Oh, my God. That's... Uh, that's... That's really big. Way more than I can really imagine. Our property here is... A third. One third, one acre. Yeah. And that's like... you Would you, you say have we a, have kind have of a, a really bigger big suburban lot? Yeah. We have an oversized... Yeah. 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 Uh, it was originally named Zaka Laderas Ranch mm-hmm. and was first owned by banker Robert Easton, but was purchased by property developer William Bone in yeah. 1977, nice. who renamed it to the Sycamore Valley Ranch and moved there with his family. Bone commissioned an architect to design a 13,000 square foot main house which was completed in 1982 with formal gardens, a stone bridge, and a four-acre lake with a five-foot waterfall. Wow. Uh, The lake alone is four acres? Yeah. Oh, my God. The estate was a bit of a passion project for Bone, who later considered converting the property into a country club, but didn't end up doing that. And whereabouts did you say it was? It's in California. Yeah. It is in the Santa Barbara County. Okay. Santa Barbara County. Got it. The property was used for various rich people type purposes, including hosting <laughs> Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson for the filming of their Say, Say, Say video in 1983. Oh, wow. I have no idea what that song is. I don't either. It's the one they did after... The Live Aid? Come on. Ugh. Help me, Ash. The no. Something in Ivory. Um, oh, Ebony, Ebony and Ivory? Thank you. Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. That wasn't them. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. The video they did, Bob McCartney and Michael Jackson. Really? Mm-hmm. I believe James. Yeah, I believe James, too. Oh, yeah. On, on this. 100% sure. If yeah. you had asked me, who did Ebony and Ivory? I would have said that that was for sure Stevie Wonder and some old white guy. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Is that the name of the song? That, yeah. Mary? Okay. Now That's you got hilarious. I'm guessing myself. Yeah, Ebony and Ivory. Okay. Featuring Stevie Wonder. Ah! Oh, well, there you go. Okay, I'm not insane. You're not insane. Well. 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 <laughs> when it comes to this particular thing. Yes. So according to Jackson's sister, LaToya, he fell in love with the property at this visit and said he wanted to own it someday. 
And in 1988, Jackson got that chance and bought it for a sum of money that can't quite be nailed down, but somewhere between 16.5 and 30 million dollars. In 1988. That's a big difference. In 88. Yes. Yeah, that is a big yes. range. <laughs> totally twice the amount. <laughs> The home remained a hub of Hollywood events, including Liz Taylor's 1991 wedding, a live Oprah Winfrey interview in 1993, and in 1995, Jackson and his then-wife, Lisa Marie Presley, hosted children from around the world for a three-day World Children's Congress, which was a series of seminars and workshops on issues regarding kids around the globe as part of the 50th anniversary celebration of the United Nations. That's such a Michael Jackson event to throw. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both children around the world. Just ignorant. <laughs> Just ignorant. It became not only Jackson's home and personal entertainment venue, but also his private amusement park. He spent as much as $35 million renovating the property into a child's fantasy land. Mm. He named it Neverland due to his love of Peter Pan and the story of the boy who never grew up. Yep. Again. Yeah. Okay. What did this personal amusement park have? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Three railroads of different sizes. There's the Neverland Valley Railroad, which was the largest, with a steam locomotive named Catherine after his mother. (laughs) There's also a train station built in the style of Disneyland's. The, the whole front entrance is designed after the front entrance of Disneyland. Okay, can I the just whole thing. bring something up here? Yeah, please. You have 2,700 acres, whatever it is. Yeah. And you decide to build a railroad. Uh-huh. And you have to name the train. Yeah. Do you name it Sue? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't. I'm not going to name a train after my mom. Maybe Susie Q. Okay. That's kind of cute, right? That is cute. Catherine. Catherine. (laughs) Yeah. Get on my train. Catherine. Gertrude. Okay. (laughs) Choo-choo. All aboard the Catherine. Climb on board. Catherine's waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It also had a boatload of rides, including a Ferris wheel, a carousel, zipper, which is an 80 feet tall with... uh, an 80 feet tall ride with 12 cars that rotate and flip over. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Lance Brown, who was the ranch manager from 1989 to 93, told Park World that Jackson particularly liked that ride. He says, Michael Jackson's most personal favorite was the chance zipper, he said. Oh. Michael liked spinning at the top up to three times if he hit it just right. So, Weird. Wow. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, he had an octopus. Uh, like what? the ride. Oh, oh, God. Okay. You know, the, Picturing the arms. <laughs> Not just like a pet just octopus. Just like a pet octopus in a little tank. But it wouldn't surprise he me. He did no. have a zoo, but we're not there yet. Walks okay, around okay. the park with an right. octopus on the shoulder. I don't know. Yeah. Weirdo. Um, a sea dragon, which is one of those like large pirate ships oh, that yeah. swing back and forth. I hate those. It's at every crappy county fair. I love that. I like Do it, you? too. Yeah. You guys like the that? one at Oaks Park. We went on that for some work function for Josh. And him and his friend were sitting on it and they were facing these kids yeah and it started going and they they just without talking to each other decided they were going to act 
terrified. Yeah, yeah. They were screaming, we're gonna die! (laughs) The kids were like, oh my God, these two grown men. (laughs) It was good. That's awesome. He had a super slide, a small roller coaster for children called the Turtle Train. That's cute. A go-kart track and a 20-car bumper car attraction. Look at that. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. That's not even scratching the surface. That's just the uh, the rides. <laughs> There's a giant floral sundial. Oh. Which I'm sure you've seen pictures of. If you've seen Neverland mm-hmm. Ranch, it usually is like the gates, the train station, the floral sundial. Right. Um, numerous statues of children. A petting zoo. Oh. Okay. Um, an arcade. In the arcade, there was a riding horse, like the kind that you'd find outside of a grocery store back in the day. Right. Uh, and a number of drivable toy cars, including a mini Dodge Viper decorated with characters from The Simpsons. Oh, that's cute. There was even a full-scale fortune teller machine, much like Disneyland, titled Grandmother's Predictions. And there was an extremely large-scale replica of a castle. Oh, Jackson's collection of toys included vintage tricycles, a set of wooden rocking horses, and a number of scale locomotives. He also had an extensive collection of adult-sized cars, including a vintage Cadillac Fleetwood that was used in filming Driving Miss Daisy, and an electric horse-drawn carriage by the Montana Carriage Company, a green replica 1909 Detamble Model B. Oh, the Montana Carriage Company. Yeah, yeah. I know all um, about those guys. That he would drive around the ranch. Cute. As well. That does sound fun. And a 1986 GMC High Sierra retrofitted as a fire truck. So far, I am on board. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I would do with 2,700 acres. There's more. He has. He had a private movie theater with 50 seats, oh. two private screening rooms, oh. and a small stage area. The cinema also had a lobby filled with, like, fully stocked concessions. You and know he threw some private shows there, right? Yeah. He just got down and did the moonwalk in front of ten people. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awkward. Yeah. Just <laughs> squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> yeah, cool, MJ. Really cool, man. You're the going th- to Catherine now? <laughs> The theater had a number of animatronic dioramas in the lobby, including a scene from Pinocchio and another from Cinderella. I mean, it's so heavily influenced by Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Almost and stolen. But yeah, almost too much. I'm okay with that. I wonder what the Disney company said about this. They didn't care at all until later, probably. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, is there... Yeah, I don't know, because it's Michael Jackson in the late 80s, early 90s, when he's the most powerful pop star of history. Yeah. You just, there's nothing to compare it to, even today. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess you just do whatever you want, because you're Michael Jackson. Right. Don't say a gosh darn thing. Um, he also had a large collection of Hollywood memorabilia, including an oversized Superman, Darth Vader, C-3PO, or as James says... Three, C- three CPO. Yeah, three CPO. Three CPO. R2D2, Boba mm-hmm. Fett, Yoda, and Han Solo and Carbonite. What? Yeah. I want one of those so bad. Some of his larger items were gifts, like a colorful ice cream cart given to him by Elizabeth Taylor with Neverland Valley painted on the side. Wow. Um, other of those were about an auction, like the Best Picture Oscar for the Gone with the Wind 
film that he Jeez. purchased for $1.5 million in 1999. Hey, that ain't nothing for MJ. He collected other movie memorabilia, including a prototype E.T. Oh. And the Edward Scissorhands gloves worn by Johnny Depp in the movie. This is like my favorite place on earth <laughs> so far. <laughs> uh, there was an entire room devoted to Shirley Temple, including no. a life-size cutout of her. No, nope. you lost me there. That's bad. Hey, who the fuck cares about Shirley Temple? Especially today. Nobody. <laughs> Come on, man. There were some really rare items, too, like a Wizard of Oz jack-in-the-box. Ah. Um, actually, there was one for each of the main characters in the Wizard of Oz. Mm. Um, statues and figurines of real people, including Marilyn Monroe, Bruce Lee, and Elvis. Wait, back it up a bit. What'd you say? Wizard of Oz jack-in-the-box? Yes. Yeah. Hey, what does that mean? And then what happens? And then Dorothy pops out, or oh, the okay. witch pops out. So it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, we don't know what Wizard of Oz thing pops out, but it's... That's a nightmare. Yes. that's You could base an entire horror movie based off that one item. Hey, uh-huh. James, you could base an entire horror movie on Neverland Ranch. <laughs> oh, no, it gets so and dark. And we will. Oh, God. <laughs> Coming this spring. Coming this spring, we ruin your childhood. <laughs> He also had a large collection of Disney memorabilia, obviously. His passion for Disney was evident throughout the ranch, and he had a number of collectibles from a diorama of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs that was gifted to him from the cast at Disney World to a replica Pinocchio marionette. Not creepy at all. No, not at all. A real boy. And a framed picture of my father when he met Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> briefly. And he said, man, that Jim guy, one of the best people I've ever met. <laughs> I had five minutes with Jim. Five minutes with Jim. And he had a whole room dedicated to him. Um, of course, his favorite Peter Pan was also represented. There was a diorama of Peter flying with Wendy, John, and Michael. Cute. A full-scale Peter Pan movie poster. Yeah. A 1911 original copy of the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a golf cart with an image of, of <sighs> Michael Jackson as Peter Pan painted oh, on the hood. Whoa, 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 uncomfortable. That's dark. I want to see that. Hey, pay attention to that part. MJ <laughs> really liked Peter Pan. He, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he I, really liked Peter Pan. I... And he really identified with the story of Peter Pan. Uh-huh. Never grow up. It's all so dark. It's so sad. <laughs> it is sad. It's so sad. No one wins in that situation. Mm-mm. Additionally, there was a scene from the, the movie Peter Pan depicted in the rafters of the train station. How cute. Oh, wow. He had a private zoo, like I said earlier. Yep. No octopus, though. No. How um, big is the zoo and how many animals are in this zoo, I wonder? Like- um... I would say it's probably pretty big for a private zoo. He had sure. an elephant, oh, that's four big. giraffes, uh, ooh, okay. two tigers, alpacas, reptiles, and large birds like parrots and macaws. Wow. Some have argued in retrospect that the cages didn't appear to meet acceptable standards. See, I hate that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Particularly for the larger wild creatures. Right. There were multiple types of monkeys and apes, including orangutans and baboons. Mm-hmm. And Jackson's famous pet chimpanzee, Bubbles. I was trying to think of the chimp, and I couldn't. Yeah, so it's Bubbles. Bubbles. Bubbles lived inside at Neverland Ranch, sleeping in a crib and eating at the dinner table. I mean, 
what a wackadoo place. I mean, just yeah. like. Yeah, the and world is full of mean people. Heaven's so ignorant. And chimps running around, octopuses <laughs> on his shoulder. It's crazy. Just moonwalking around. Just moonwalking around to nobody. <laughs> now I'm picturing an octopus moonwalking. Oh, wearing the little hat. Little hat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grabbing his crotch with one white glove. <laughs> we need someone to animate that. <laughs> um, so Bubbles lived inside. He ate at the dinner table. Mm. Jackson claimed that the chimp was toilet trained. Okay. I believe that. You can toilet train a cat. Um, before you move on, <laughs> have you seen the picture of the golf cart? No, no I want to. <laughs> Look at this madness. Holy shit. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a nightmare. That is so much worse than I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a golf cart. With... Uh, the cart is cool. Yeah, the cart's not the problem. That it's, image is terrifying. Well, it's exactly as Ash described it. It's <laughs> Peter Pan with Michael Jackson's face. Bubbles was often seen dressed in children's clothing, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we are. And he even attended the 1994 MTV Movie Awards in a chimp-sized <gasps> tuxedo. I mean. <laughs> so cute. Oh, damn it. So much mental illness going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When Bubbles was like four or five years old, he went on tour with Jackson to Japan, where he performed the moonwalk. <laughs> oh, man, it's all happening. Uh. As he got older, however, Bubbles became too strong to manage and was taken to an animal sanctuary in Florida. Good. And Jackson's estate still pays for his expenses. Wow. Really? So I looked into Bubbles wow. a little bit more because I was... My interest was piqued. Sure. Yes. So per the Center for Great Apes, Bubbles, who was born in 1983. The Center for Great Apes? Yes. Wow. (laughs) He's a fantastic ape. Yeah. (laughs) The most terrific ape. (laughs) The most of terrific apes. Um, So he was reportedly born in a biomedical lab. He was taken from his mother as an infant and given to a Hollywood trainer who then gave him to MJ as a pet. Mm. He arrived at the Center for Great Apes in March 2005 with a large group of chimpanzees from the entertainment world. Jackson always maintained ownership of Bubbles, his first and favorite chimpanzee, whom he treated like a son. This is from their website, just so you know. Wow. Um, As a physically imposing 185-pound, four-and-a-half-foot adult male. Good Lord. That's beefy. (laughs) Bubbles is now treated as the dominant male in his group of chimpanzees <laughs> that includes his best friends, Ripley and Oopsie, <laughs> as well as Boma and Jesse. Oh, I like Oopsie. So is Bubbles still with us? Yeah. Wow. How long do chimps live, yo? They're like roughly a human lifespan? Like a young human. Yeah. Young-ish human. I mean, you're the same age, James, yeah. as Bubbles. Cool, <laughs> cool man. A nearly 40-year-old chimp. Wow. Bubbles enjoys quiet moments in painting. He gives the canvas back only when he is finished and does not limit his painting to the canvas. He is an artiste. Yeah. So beyond um, the animals, Michael Jackson was also an avid art collector. As the king of pop, he had a gold-painted throne with red upholstery and ornate carvings of a crown, swords, lions, and horses. Jackson kept this throne in his bedroom. Casual. His bedroom also had a version of... Okay, this is... (laughs) I love this section so much. Uh. 
It's so demented. His bedroom also had a version of Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper, featuring Jackson in Jesus's spot, oh, surrounded my. by his disciples. Who do you want? Who do you think were his disciples? Children? <laughs> no, no, not a, they were all adults. Okay, not the animals. Okay. At the no, famous adults. Paul famous. McCartney is one of them. No. Uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. No. Okay. Uh, You're close. No. Janet Jackson. No. None of the Jacksons. Older. Older? Oh. Bing Crosby. <laughs> no. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> no. <laughs> Black or white? Let's start there. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to list Jones. them. No. <laughs> yeah, we weren't going to guess James. We're no, bad. We're way off. <laughs> First of all, Walt Disney. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's it's one of, his, one. Uh, one of his disciples. disciples. Yes. Got but it. I, I love that. It, go ahead. I just love that he's Jesus yes. in this mm-hmm. thing. Of course. Um. Walt Disney is in good company with Abraham Lincoln oh. and fellow president John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Why? Famous um, intelligent minds, Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein. Oh, my God. And then entertainers, Charlie Chaplin, Elvis Presley, and Little Richard. Oh, Fame. by the way, Charlie Chaplin and Little Richard were also scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin was a rapist turd bag. People don't know that. I did not know that. And so was Little Richard. He was even worse. He was just straight up creepy in every way. So I'm not surprised. Like so many underage girls on tour and Mm. like girl, like, yeah, bad, bad stuff. Made Jimmy Page look like a saint. And Jimmy Page brought a 14 year old on tour and tried to marry her. Well, Albert Einstein was a pedophile. (laughs) Yeah, they're all. Just kidding. I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just ruin everyone's <laughs> and that walt disney man yeah smoked cigarettes <laughs> no yeah, yeah he, he was perfect nothing wrong with that man no um he had another painting which depicted him dressed as a knight with bubbles yeah yeah which hung in the corner of the neverland living room who grief i'm sorry he commissioned this shit yeah. somebody oh, had to well that's... Like, sit down with him and he's like this is my vision this is my vision in this vision i'm jesus christ and I want all these people around me. <laughs> Ew. No, but people just say, all right, MJ, you got it. Yeah. So you're the man. You're the man, Michael. You can sign that check. Dude. Wow. There's a, a really good documentary about the last concert tour that Michael Jackson would have done mm. right before he passed away. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite music documentaries, documentaries of all time. And I will preface that with this was before yes. a lot of the like bad, bad stuff came out. Right. It's so worth a watch, though. And the whole time it's like, you know, they do a whole like months and months of prep for all the dancers mm-hmm. and, it, and they interview every single one of the dancers and you get to know them and how much it you know meant to them, the whole band and like and and he was he was a creative genius even up until that time. He, this is it, right? That's the this name. is it. That's yeah. the name of it. Yeah, it's called oh, This okay. Is It. It's, ama- it's like an amazing I've documentary. I've seen it, but I don't know. And he, spoiler alert, he dies before they're and able to. He dies right before uh, day one. I mean, they were about to hit the road like two weeks, and then he wow. dies. Um, but anyway, the How reason heartbreaking I, for all totally, those people. Totally, totally. Yeah, that was so their much work. dream. And I was going to say, he like as much as he is a creative genius, and he's so heavily involved with everything that happened on that tour, which surprised me. Everyone is just the biggest yes man on the planet with him. And of it's, course. it really made you think of like, that's been his life since he was like seven years old. Right. Imagine that. Never being told no. Yeah. And the people that did tell him no 
were like his dad who beat the shit out of him and right. also sexually abused him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, just so bad. Imagine being that age and no no one around you being honest with you ever. Ever. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. All the doctors giving him all the drugs he wants. Stupid artist commissioning that crazy painting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, well, there were two 15-foot murals in the train station, one depicting Jackson as a knight with angel's wings, mm-hmm. and another with him surrounded by children and cherubs. Uh. He had a painting of himself in a bat suit. So there's not just okay. one painting of him, like, like just having a bad day, or like, you know, one picture where he's why like... Why are they painting? Yeah, why are they all painting? Just have some nice photos just taken. have a photo. Yeah. Weird. Um, he had tons of other paintings depicted depicting himself surrounded by children, lots of bronze statues and paintings of children, and several ornamental cherubs and statues of fairy children. Okay. A lot of children. He also kept multiple wax molds of his own face, as well as the robotic version of his head from the film Moonwalker. Ugh. I, I can't imagine wanting that much of myself in my own space. No. Well, you're not a megalomaniac. True. Yeah, total narcissist. Um, he had some strange technology. He had a personal hyperbaric chamber, oh. which is just fun, kind of. Oh, conspiracies begin. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Sega flight sim game. The emphasis there. I get it. With an elaborate setup, including a safety barrier and attendance station. So it's like, yeah, flight simulation. Cool. With an, with an actual like setup. So it's like you're going on a flight. Right, right. Not just a little joystick. Like the whole, yeah. the whole thing. Which Jeez. just makes me think of Project X. The thing with the chimp where they make them fly and then they like ra- oh, give them radiation. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Isn't there a movie with... Um, Ah, uh, God. Matthew Broderick. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's Project X. Thank you. Yeah. That's what you're referring to? Yeah. Oh, I thought the project, like the name of it was called Project X. No, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I hate that movie. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, And obviously he had a bunch of creepy shit. <laughs> we yeah. haven't talked about the creepy shit Lots yet. Creepy Ooh, shit. creepier than oh, we haven't what gotten you've there. already talked about? Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Me, uh, this is a section all of its own. He had several hidden rooms. Oh, um, Michael why? Jackson was understandably very worried about his own security, especially especially after having multiple stalkers, death threats, and being hounded by paparazzi. Sure, so sure, he sure. had to have yeah. some secret rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, he had significant locks on his bedroom door. Yep. He had a hidden safe room installed in his bedroom closet. Right. When the police raided Neverland ahead of his 2003 trial, the room was full of items, including... A signed photo of Macaulay Culkin with the inscription, quote, Don't leave me alone in the house. A reference to Culkin's starring role in the film Home Alone. There was also a finger painting done by a young Culkin. Or a reference to him telling you directly, Don't, don't leave, leave me alone. <laughs> it's my only way to get the message out. Uh, the room was cluttered with dolls, vintage toys, tea sets, books, magazines, including some adult ones, mm-hmm. a bed, and a toilet. Okay. And this is in the safe room inside of the closet inside of his bedroom. Right. I just... Just a room within a room. A Russian nesting doll of creepy guy stuff. Yeah. I have a very hard time with <laughs> adult magazines and dolls and tea being sets. in the same room. Yeah. They, yeah. That should be That's, very separate. 
Yeah. <laughs> Keep that part and that part. Oh, wait. You guys don't do that? You don't have tea time and porn time at the same time? Get out some dirty With your dolly? And, yeah. And finger paintings by yeah, children? Their own, uh-huh. man. Okay. Continue. Um, there was a series of bells that would chime when anyone approached his bedroom door. That is so creepy. I don't know why, but that is so disturbing. This was confirmed by Colkin during the trial, and Colkin has always maintained that he never was abused by Michael, so yeah. okay. even he's saying that that existed. Um, he says there was like a walkway kind of thing where if somebody was approaching the door, it would kind of like, ding dong, ding dong. That was his quote. Yeah. Um, there was a door knocker featuring two boys kissing, and oh, there were statues cool. of half-naked boys. Cool. There were an assortment of life-sized child dolls in the house, dressed in normal clothing and posed in strange configurations. One was laying on the throne in his bedroom with its feet up in the air. Um, well, no. It doesn't seem healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of creepy shit... Now I'm going to read the following excerpt from the 1994 Vanity Fair article, Nightmare in Neverland. The article discusses accusations specific to Neverland Ranch and will refer to a child named, quote, Jamie. This is an alias for a 12-year-old boy who met Jackson by chance through his mom. Apart from the private zoo, a giant sundial made of flowers, the merry-go-round that plays like a virgin. Oh, what? Oh, my God. The miniature choo-choo train, the hall filled with every video game imaginable, the theater stocked with nearly every film and video cassette ever made for children, the pool, the staff of 56 who cater to their employers every whim, 24 hours a day. Michael also offered Jamie and his sister a special trip to Toys R Us after closing time to select a shopping cart full of presents. So far, it's like the kid's dream. Yeah. That's like, especially when you're a kid, you have crazy, like, you know, kid dreams. You always want a merry-go-round that plays like a virgin. You always want that. Ever since I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the first of dozens of video games, action figures, watches, jackets, and other delights that Michael would lavish on the children. Jamie's mother eventually got diamonds and rubies as well. That's the thing. Is he looped in the parents. Yeah. Like a real predator. Definite. Needless to say, when Michael invited the family to his playground again the next weekend, Jamie was eager to return. Like most guests at the ranch, Jamie had to sign a confidentiality agreement that he would not speak to the press or write about anything that went on there. This time, before they returned home, Michael took them in his limo to Disneyland where they got special treatment. By the time the molestation began on visits to the ranch, um, Jamie stayed in Michael's bedroom. His mother and sister were still in the guest house. Both buildings are locked at night and heavily patrolled by security. Michael's bedroom is connected by a secret staircase to a special guest room, Wait, the Shirley would, Temple room. Why Ooh. would the mom allow a child to stay? There's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah there was so a lot much of that. that. There's no way. Again, but you go back to this is Michael Jackson. Yeah, this I, is Michael Jackson that we know now. This I is know, the I most know. influential, famous person, and he's known for being really kind and and he changes people's lives. Yeah, you want a new house? Here you go. 
you know i know it's just it's really hard know, for me to wrap my head around i know allowing my son to spend the night in a room but it's not sold any man but it, that's the thing is that the doc, the hbo docuseries they 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 talk about this like it's not like he said do you mind if your son sleeps in the bed with me it's sold as like we're gonna have a sleepover. we're gonna have a summer party and it's gonna be fun and he's gonna be in the house with me and he's got his own place you know it's it's pretty easy to sell that right but no you're just saying as a as a mother i just they're not out of your sight at night right yeah well and i don't know i guess you just get swept up i'm, in I'm it. trying to think of he just bought you a new car yeah he just got all of your debt it's, it's so you wiped pour away. your kid out and yeah, yeah. okay yeah got it it's it's <laughs> tough yeah i'd do that for a car especially if, i mean a lot of these people were blue collar families I most know, of them were. i know mm-hmm I, I can't put myself in their position because I've never been there. But it's but fair. It's fair it's what you're saying. It's very hard to imagine. No, I know. I know. Being comfortable with letting one kid. The thing is, if it was like the kids get to come have yeah. a sleepover, yeah, 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 yeah. and there's two of them, but yeah. when you have just one of them, you're with only inviting adult. the boy into your room, or even just into your space, your at private all. space, your home, your. Your 2,700 ranch, an adult needs to be there. I'm trying to think of one man in my life that would want that, too. The other thing, I don't know about this Jamie kid, because that's not his real name. But from what I remember, a lot of the kids that were abused were also kids that wanted to be entertainers. Yes. So that's the other... They were trying to get their foot in the door and... That is a huge part of this. It is. And you have these like parent managers who are like, oh my God, you're not going to say no to that. Right. It's going to change our life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last little bit from that article says, uh, former employees of the of the ranch report that many boys were invited to sleep in the Shirley Temple room and that they would often find the bed untouched. Mm-hmm. Jackson has such a penchant for privacy that the floor outside his bedroom is wired so that whenever anyone comes within five feet of the entrance, there are ding-dong noises. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the end of that article. But in addition to molesting that child at Neverland Ranch and Disneyland... The allegations mention further that he was molested at both Disney World and Dero Disney. So he was molested in three Disney parks. Four. 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 Disneyland, yeah. Disney World. Oh, wait, three. No, three. You're right. And I guess Neverland. I was including Neverland Ranch. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Dark, man. Uh, but that wouldn't be the last of such claims, as Jackson was charged with multiple counts of molesting a minor in 2003. Yeah. By 2005, the criminal trial, The People of the State of California versus Michael Joe Jackson, was underway, with Jackson being charged with molesting Gavin Arviso, who was 13 year old, years old at the time, um, of the alleged abuse. I'm going to use the word alleged. Yeah. Because he was not convicted. Not convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Neverland Ranch estate. Neverland Ranch was searched extensively by investigators in connection with that trial, as the ranch had a central role in these allegations. It is one of the main sites where Jackson's accusers have said the sexual abuse took place. Long story short, though, Jackson was acquitted, um, but it was too late. The ranch was ruined for him, and he vowed never to return to that violated property again. And he didn't. In 2006, the facilities were closed, and most of the staff was dismissed. The main house was closed to save money while Jackson lived abroad. Wow. Do we know what happened to the property today? 
I that's remember. what okay. we're going to talk about. Got it. What Got a it. segue. What a segue. <laughs> Uh, on May 12, 2008, billionaire Tom Barrick purchased the mortgage, which was in default at the time, for a selling price of $22.5 million. In a press release, Jackson stated, quote, I am pleased with recent developments involving Neverland Ranch, and I am in discussions with Colony and Tom Barrick with regard to the ranch and other matters that would allow me to focus on the future. The title was soon transferred, and neighbors noticed immediate activity on the property, including the amusement rides being trucked along the highway. The rides were purchased by various amusement vendors and have since appeared at county and state fairs across the West Coast. Really? Sometimes with signs describing their Neverland origins. I was going to say, you think that would be yeah. like museum like a stuff? or Well, and it would definitely be a selling point for some people. Or a dark. <laughs> or, yeah. The, the opposite. A few of the rides found more permanent installations, like the Dragon Dragon Wagon Kitty Coaster oh. is in operation at Coney Island. The Sea Dragon was sent to Beach Bend Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And the bumper cars were permanently installed at Cal Expo, site of the California State Fair. Yeah. Then, of course, on June 25, 2009, the King of Pop died unexpectedly and accidentally of acute propofol and benzodiazepine intoxication. Following Jackson's death, there were rumors that his family intended to bury him at the Neverland Ranch, perhaps wow. turning it into a pilgrimage destination for his fans, a la Graceland is for Elvis. Uh, but, of course, this never happened, and Jackson's father, Joseph Jackson, later denied those claims. The neglected Neverland Ranch fell into disrepair. Saddened by a return trip to her childhood home in 2010, Jackson's daughter Paris resolved to purchase the property and restore it. Mm. All of the amusement rides and animals were gone by 2009 and replaced with a meditative Zen garden and a section decorated with Peter Pan. The Jackson children intended the garden to be used for the enjoyment of sick children. Wow. In July of 2010, California Assemblyman Mike Davis toyed with the idea of having California purchase the property to use as a state park. However, Governor Schwarzenegger was calling for the closure of many state parks at the time due to lack of funding. And local residents opposed the idea anyways because the traffic and other problems that come with a major tourist attraction. No way. Governor Schwarzenegger want to shut down state parks? That sounds weird. <laughs> what a shock. You know, we saw him once driving by in a black Humvee smoking a cigar. Really? In LA. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's the same trip, actually. We were on a, a, I was in the van with a band and my van, not a band. And uh, yeah, we got the news in the van that Michael Jackson had died on our way to LA. Maybe he the, was smoking a celebratory cigar. <laughs> well, yeah. then we went to Six Flags the very next day. And by the time we went to Six Flags, the everyone, I'd say 25% of the, the crowd had like rest in peace Michael Jackson shirts. Yeah. Like custom made jerseys and crap already made. I had flown to LA that morning for a work trip. Oh, yeah. And you were there too. He right. died while I was on the morning flight. Yeah. It was announced that he had died. So I didn't know that that had happened. And then I get to the hotel and there's like a gas station at the corner and people have, are selling like rest in peace MJ yeah. merch. Jeez. And I'm like, wow, that was fast. Yeah, yeah, we saw people crying at a truck stop mm -hmm. like in Modesto area or something, Sacramento, whatever. 
Crazy. Yeah. In January 2013, singer Lady Gaga announced her willingness to help Jackson's children in keeping the ranch by investing in the property. Huh. Although this never came to fruition. Mm. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard about Gaga. She's a big liar. <laughs> In May 2015, it was announced that the Neverland Ranch, renamed back to the Sycamore Valley Ranch, would be put up for sale, with an initial price tag of $100 million. Oh, oh wow. my. With Sotheby's International Realty. According to reports, the owners were specifically looking for a buyer who did not plan to turn the ranch into a Jackson Museum. Right. But there was very little interest in the property, and the asking price fell to $67 million. By February 2017. Wow. The property was still on the market in early 2018 at the same price, but with a different realtor. And then in February of 2019, the asking price plummeted to $31 million. Jeez. In December of 2020, billionaire Ron Burkle, who is a former family friend of Jackson, purchased the property for $22 million. You just let it cook. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that the purchase was more of a quote land grab starts at a hundred million. Yeah, a couple of years later, 22, 22. Million. 80 less. Wow, <sighs> so in, in some of the most coveted real estate in America, yeah, Santa Barbara area is that Santa Barbara County? No, I forget the county, but that yeah, that's Santa like, Barbara County, yeah, yeah, okay. Like Oprah lives there, and mm-hmm. Kevin Costner has a ranch out there. It's beautiful, it's it's probably in many ways the most ideal weather in california because mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually right doesn't near get that wine hot. country yep it's perfect <laughs> i'll take it uh well that billionaire ron burkle who bought it he was saying that it was more of a land grab than it was about his personal connection to jackson which he did know him very well yeah um he says it's just not a bad thing to have your money tied up in he told the wall street journal burkle served as jackson's financial advisor from the mid 2000s until the singer's death in 2009. He is known for buying former homes of the rich and famous many times for vastly discounted prices and then restoring them for a profit. Mm-hmm. So when Burkle purchased Neverland Ranch, the billionaire developer fueled speculation that he might develop the area as a new Soho house location, but no plans have been formally submitted. Do you know what Soho is? Yes. Yeah. Do you know it's what It's like a club for rich people oh there's a soho in la there's soho in new york but it's yeah it it, yeah it's it's actually pretty nice from what i hear you know i i don't know i mean i know soho is a neighborhood in new york right it's also a a club okay it sounds like some i don't know like skull and bones illuminati yeah yeah Yeah, dude bohemian grove pedophile ranch type stuff well i'll do without the pedophile stuff yeah (laughs) i'm I'm into it man (laughs) um but the ranch has reportedly started being renovated as of this spring so who knows what is next my is running around soon (laughs) never know uh, my sources were the J- the Michael Jackson Wiki, Wikipedia, House Digest, uh, SanFranciscoGate.com, Vanity Fair, and TheRealDeal.com. Good job, Ash. Damn. Really good. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. It's... I don't feel good. My tummy hurts. Okay, well, let, let's get into the conversation, because you brought it up at the top of the show, as so, the pros say. Here's the thing. I have always been... I don't... Uh, let me... 
how am I trying to word this? The art that he has created uh-huh. is fantastic. You can't argue that. I still enjoy it. I am really good at separating what I'm hearing on okay. the radio or yep. you know whatever and the person who created it. Sure. I am not picturing Michael Jackson singing these songs. Yeah. So I am guilty of enjoying his art yeah. without actually enjoying him as a person. I I agree with you. And I do the same thing with a lot of people. Well, it's it's a tough one because he is like I, I kind of have a two-faced coin to this conversation because on one hand, I 100% agree with you. And that's actually where I fall at the end of the day. Because, dude, when Beat It comes on, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Billie Jean is, to me, Billie Jean is the best pop song ever written. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'll that's go ahead and say that. That's the song that when it comes on, you and I find each other wherever we Ugh, are. It's so good. And Thriller, especially during Halloween. I mean, anyway, it's it's amazing. And he was amazing as a performer and right. an artist. His dancing was revolutionary. No one moved like that. He he just like he got butt shaken for yes. for decades, and he was a, from the time he was a little kid too. He got he had, butt shaken. Yeah, he got butt shaken. He, he got his own butt shaken. Okay, but what I was gonna say is there are some things that are just so bad, like Bill Cosby. Yeah, we grew up on that stand up special. Totally. Bill Cosby as himself. But especially that special. Yeah. That was like a thing that our family watched a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is, to me, arguably one of the best stand-up specials of all time. It's also one of the first, I think it is the first one, where a comedian comes out on stage and sits down. Right. Which is so funny. <laughs> it that was is. so like, I'm an old guy. I've just like been through it. My kids have been putting me through the ringer. That's the whole special. Right. That's the tone. He sits down, puts his hand on his leg and talks to you yeah and that's so good but he's a fucking monster right like not just not just a creep he wasn't just jimmy page that like kind of did things for a short amount of time that you weren't supposed to do you know what i'm saying yeah he, no. he was a demon right he drugged people and raped them repeatedly for a long long time yes very calculated awful yeah so like I don't know. I, I could hear the argument of like, well, no, t- there is a line. Mm-hmm. There is a line, and he that's the line right there. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I'm just really I don't know. not a fan of cancel culture. Sure. There are things that should be canceled. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, totally. And, totally. and I'm not saying that pedophilia yeah. isn't one of them. Right. But it's like, if he was alive now, yeah. that we know all of this, I wouldn't listen to his new music. Sure. I wouldn't support that. But the stuff that was already out and it the same thing for Bill Cosby. I still think that special is hysterical. Yeah. But that's because I watched that and I listened to that music before I knew. Well, where do you draw the line? But if I were to see anything now of either one of those people. You're not going to. That was. Yeah. After I knew. That's that's part of it. That would be. I would be like, nope. Right. I mean, you like can, I wouldn't go to a Michael Jackson show if he was still alive. But this is it's very complicated because it goes on it goes so deep. Like where do you I just said there is a line, but there actually isn't a line. Right. You have to decide that for yourself. And 
so many. I want people to fully appreciate so many of the artists that you grew up listening to, so many of the actors, filmmakers. There are so many of them were scumbags. Oh, of course. We just like we just was, didn't know about it because the internet no, wasn't that's right. in our face. We were just talking the other day, I was talking to someone about the movie The Pianist. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best movies ever made. The Holocaust movie. Yeah. And the director, Roman Polanski, is a total demon piece of shit. Right. Didn't know it at the time. You know, no, a lot of people didn't. Right. What about a New York director guy? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Same thing. Like a real pervy kind of creepo. I never liked Woody Allen, so it doesn't bother me at all. But some this people doesn't adore him. my <laughs> yeah. view of him. But yeah. Dude, and I, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. I think that's just what it is, is like... It's the same as if you have someone in your life, yeah. like someone that you actually knew, and you find out that they're a terrible person, and they've yeah. been doing something. It doesn't change that you loved them before you knew. Right. It doesn't change that you you know, thought of them as a good person then, yeah. and that your memories with them, they're going to be tainted in some way, but it doesn't mean that they're not still a good memory right and so that's kind of how i feel about all that stuff like when people go through divorce or something right you don't have to throw away the whole thing exactly you just it's just from here on you go this isn't working now from here on exactly. you don't throw the 20 30 years or whatever it was yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah huh well i know this is different for everyone and especially michael jackson michael jackson's an interesting one because he well, Again, he's clearly mentally ill. So mentally ill, and he was so profoundly abused. Yes. And if you don't know about all of it, I encourage you to look it up, because it's terrible. It's really bad. He went bad. through living hell as a child. Yeah. Ugh. And... It doesn't excuse his behavior. doesn't excuse it. But it is a reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, as a society, should have some um, responsibility in what we do to celebrities and how we devour them. And our fandom is very destructive. Yeah, we fed I that agree. abuse machine. We fed yeah. that. That's right, man. And we do it every damn time. <laughs> like Britney Spears. And I mean, we just, we devour people. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Especially young people. Especially young. And yeah. when people grow up like that, there's no hope. I think when the Jackson 5 first hit, like their first singles or like hits on mm-hmm. the radio, I think he was seven. Yeah. So the, all that time you and I grew up as kids, all those normal moments where we could be autonomous, yep. no one knew who we were kids and make all those bonehead mistakes, mm-hmm. he was doing that in the limelight at such a crazy high level. With an insane father. And brothers. Yeah. yeah. All, all of it was insane. Everybody was just rotten. Oh, God. Yep, yep, yep. He changed culture from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Especially those three decades mm-hmm. in such crazy, crazy ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a rare that's a rare one. Well, well shoot. Shoot. Neverland, huh? What a place. <laughs> what a time. Let's go. Oh my god. I was trying to figure out between the three of us and how many people do we know we could go in on it and get the ranch and yeah. now it's sold. So Yeah. Well, I don't I'd have to know I don't know what a hundred and 50 people that had enough money to yeah. pool to get that. Yeah, it would take at least that. I don't it could know. be like a timeshare where we all get two days a year. Yeah, there or you, you each get a thousand acres or a <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. hundred acres. More, yeah, yeah. 2,700 people. 
Yep. Pitch in. Everyone gets 100 acres. <laughs> get 100 acres. That's great. That seems like a deal. I'm going to do the math on that. Because I'm looking into acreage currently. Yeah. I mean, okay, before worth it. This is a longer episode, so we'll start wrapping up. But I have a question for you guys. Out of the three of us, mm-hmm. who is who's the most likely to have fallen into the Michael, the Michael Jackson web? You. Absolutely. Definitely. It was obviously me, right? There's no question. There's no he question. wants nothing to do me. with either Sarah nor myself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, let's assume that he did. <laughs> Think about you oh when you were a little kid with your like really blonde hair. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Trusting eyed, little face. Little yep. freckles in my nose. And I was obsessed with music. Uh-huh. I was obsessed oh, yeah. with Michael Jackson. You would have been... And Disney... Oh, yeah. ...preyed upon. ...sucked right in. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh are you still looking up acreage or i mean doing math yeah it's just it's eight thousand dollars for an acre i could i I could do that i have that yeah wait what what's the math 22 million dollars uh-huh divided by 2700 acres is 80 81 48 per acre you're saying 2700 people yeah yeah yeah, that's the problem, guys. You're you're overlooking. Do you know 2,700 people? No, we have 27 million fans. No, that's yeah. true. That's oh. true. That's a good point. We could also. I mean, it doesn't have to be 2,700. You could split that. Shit! Now three. I know that it's 8,000. You get three acres for yeah. 24 thousand dollars. Okay. Shoot. All right. Math time with Sarah and James and Ash. <laughs> Don't wrap um, me into this. No, I'm bad at math. Yeah. All right, I would like to kick off the Media Rex with something I th- I think I've recommended before that show The Vikings. Yeah. Or just Vikings. We talked about it at least. Well, Josh and I have become Viking pretty, heads. E- pretty obsessed with the whole Viking thing. Yeah. So you've seen? Oh, go ahead. Well, I don't know. So what your we pick watched is the be. show Vikings a few years ago. Okay. And we've like popped in and watched little bits of it since then because we just love it so much. Yeah. Well, there's another one. There's actually another two that I recommend. Vikings Valhalla. Okay. Really, really well done. And then The Last Kingdom. Yes. That's the one I started watching on the plane, and it's great. Is yeah, that the, the Sexton guy? He comes from are what? Are you saying like... Sexton or Saxton? When did I say Sexton? Saxon. 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 Saxon? Yeah. That's like old England? Yes. England? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Sa- okay, gotcha. What is it? Saxon? Saxon. Saxon. So it's, yeah, it's the story of Uhtred, who yes. is okay, kidnapped have... yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Danes, the Vikings. Right. And he grows up as a Dane. Ash, I was telling you about this one. It's good. And then his entire group is yeah. basically destroyed, and he ends up back with the English, the Saxons, Mm -hmm. and he's just like in this torn between the two worlds thing. He has people on both sides that he cares about deeply. And it's, uh, it's really well done. Nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, my favorite part of it though, is that his name is Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Yes. (laughs) Son of Uhtred. Yeah. That one, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Viking thing. So you guys have seen the Northman. Oh, yeah. They yeah. saw it in the theater, That's remember? That's a crazy movie. We, we saw just that saw with the again. kids. We just saw it for the second time. <laughs> Smelling some farts. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that director. Yeah. God, I love that guy. He's great. Have you seen The Witch? 
I don't you didn't know. Movie called the Witch. I don't think so. Dude, the Witch is badass. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I actually struggled with it at first. Remember, I thought it was kind of like bleak and something. Well, it's very bleak. It's very bleak, <laughs> and it's kind of hard to understand because they're they're speaking in like old English. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like sixteen hundreds massachusetts new england okay so it's basically like the salem witch trials type oh so it's okay. about like uh, a witch hunt wouldst yeah. thou like to live deliciously Delicious. <laughs> it's so good it is fantastic you know same director so if you like that okay that goofiness so yeah if, if you want to see some hot dudes and some pretty violent gore yeah. and battle scenes and weaselly kings and wait which one are you recommending all more? of them that's Both? that's in everything just all of there's them. always a weasley okay. king there's a you know the joffrey of kings yeah and there's just yeah, yeah. i would say eye candy yeah uh totally. the original vikings is yeah it's hot winner. guys with, with weird hair because there's also hot girls yeah but the other ones are great too and i'm not just talking about how hot they are but cool, that, that is a big part of it. Well, I can get in some sexy Viking time. Heck with yeah. With the Saxons, not the Sexetons. <laughs> what I've done there. All right. Uh, moving on here. I'll, I'll do a little pick that we just saw the other night. Shockingly, was just released to uh, streaming from what we can tell. I don't know how this didn't make it to the theater. It's the movie called 13 Lives. Oh, I yeah. I think mom and dad were talking about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. Dude, it's amazing, and it's it's Ron Howard. Didn't know Ron Howard directed this movie. Mom said she's never been Dude. more anxious or scared oh, in oh, her entire oh. life. Yeah, it it's up there. It's James's personal nightmare. It is it my is personal my per- nightmare too. Claustrophobia, check. Underwater, check. I mean, Pitch all of dark. it. Pitch dark, check. Starvation, check. It's the worst. Kids trapped. Kids scared. Yeah. Oh, no. it's the worst. Uh-huh. The story is incredible. Yeah. The re- refresher for you. It's the rescue mission in, in, is assembled in Thailand where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. That is the bare bones description of this. It's a cave system that these kids after soccer practice went to often. Mm-hmm. It was a very regular thing they would do. They'd ride their bikes to this cave. They'd explore the caves and then go home. Right. Well, one day they they missed it a little bit. Um, the monsoon season came like a month early, and so it started pouring rain, like not the way it rains here, like no. sheets of rain. And then it was coming through holes in yeah. the mountainside, yeah. so it was like like faucets of water coming through the side. That's right. So it blocked off their only way out, and people had to scuba dive into these cave systems. It took them like almost seven hours from the beginning. To where the kids were trapped, and the first one didn't he die? The first one of the one um, of the divers dies. Yeah, he's a Thai Navy SEAL. Yeah, he's one of the guys that dies. Um, but all of the kids, miraculously, including the coach, got out. That's incredible. Do you remember how they got him out? No, this is all true story, so it's not ruining anything. I remember right. this on the news. I remember it on the news too. I just don't remember the details. They so again. These are the top of the the, the world's best divers uh-huh. show up to this thing. There's yeah. two British guys that end up being the real heroes, like the the ones who come up with the plan and the route. There's parts where they have to like take off their tank and push it through. I mean, we're talking like 
No. Barely any space for a human body. Nope. Let alone there's currents and it's changing. There's rocks falling. It's not like a static environment. Mm -hmm. Anyway, when they finally get to the kids, it had been 10 days. These kids haven't had any water or food. They're they're dying. They're yeah. actively starving to death. They're also in pitch black darkness. Uh-huh. They have some flashlights. They're all dying now. The coach is having all the kids meditate. They're they're all Buddhist kids from uh, Myanmar, I think. Okay. And um, so anyway, the way they get them out is they start <laughs> starts occurring to them like we can barely make it. Yeah. In and out. No kidding. Someone's already died. A Navy SEAL died doing this. Yeah, these kids can't do this. There's, there's no way they can do it. It's an impossibility. So they drug them. They completely give them anesthesia, put them under, put a mask on their face with a scuba tank, tie them up. They tie their hands and their feet, hog tie <gasps> these boys, and just push them through for seven hours. And it, they have to keep stopping in open chambers where there is an opening and redrug them. Keep checking that they're still breathing. And it was like a, it was a 50-50 coin. The doctor's like, Sarah's I don't never know. watching this. I, don't know. I can tell. I, I don't know like if I'm we're going to get one up kid just come out. thinking about this. But by the time they do it, it's like day 16. So they have to do something now. Yeah. And the rain is just getting worse and worse. There's There was thousands of volunteers. There's a whole engineering water crew on the mountain Rediverting water off the mountain because it was going to the cave right. the other way f- flooding everyone's crops oh. so the whole community agreed like yeah okay we'll, we'll lose all of our crops to get in order to do this yeah. yeah remarkable story unbelievable story and all all but one person dies i am not exaggerating oh. right now i feel like i just ran I, my heart is racing so Fast. It's worth watching. I am it's like it's really it's done quite well. It's got um, panicked. <laughs> Colin Farrell, uh, Vigo, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, I love him. Joel Joel Edgerton, a bunch of other like oh that guy you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really okay. phenomenal movie. Maybe I'll highly recommend. Maybe I'll drug myself and then watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. That a good way to it, go. Definitely have some drinks. Okay. You got to sedate yourself I'm going to cry bit. my way through it. <laughs> the whole movie. I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh God. That's only one person. You just got one person it to me. That's how I feel. Dude. Uh-huh. I can't believe it. <laughs> and there's this one kid. He's the, he's the dinky little kid in the group. Uh-huh. They can't find a they mask. They can't find a mask him. that fits his damn face. Because he's oh so tiny. God. So they, they eventually find like a little, like, like a play mask basically it's pink and silly and but it, it worked they wow got him out. yeah so and you can't <sighs> just put people under like that they're already dying yeah they're actively starving to death right and like, they're like yeah let's put them under and push them through a water tunnel for seven hours mm-hmm. that like, should be fine sounds appropriate and it worked imagine waking up we kept saying that imagine waking yeah. up well that's and, why they hogtied and, them because yeah. they kept saying in the event these kids wake up they're gonna flip out Yes. Even though they're told what's happening. Because they had to tell them, we're putting you under, you're going to take a nap, and you're going to wake up on the other side. But if you wake up, you're going to be very, very scared. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And and, let it happen. And your hands and feet are tied. Underwater. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. They just kept drugging them. This is a real positive episode. Dude. Ah! Woo-woo! Well, real quick, I have an animal hero of the week. All right. And it is Bubbles the Chimp. 
Okay. Oh, that's a, that's appropriate, man. It's not Bubbles' fault. It's not Bubbles' fault. No, He's man. a good boy, and he didn't choose to be made into Michael Jackson's surrogate child doll. Do you think he ever molested Bubbles? Um, I don't know about that, but he like despite all the like cute stories that we just heard, he potentially was you know abused, like yeah. physically abused. Yeah. Um, and mm. there's rumors that he tried to take his own life. Bubbles did. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that even mean for a champ? That's so sad. No I don't know. It's so sad, and I'm just happy that his days are nice Better. and retirement homey now. Yeah. He, you know, he's painting and listening to flutes. Oh, with he likes flute music with Oopsie and I forget the other something. ones with his buddies. Yeah, so. Oopsie and Poopsie. <laughs> that's not it, but that's what I'm making up in my head. Yeah. Well, Bubbles, here's to you. You know, thanks for making it through, man. I love you. What's the thing Dad says? Here's Tuesday. Here's Tozia. If I didn't, Something if I never knew you, then I wouldn't know you. Yeah, that I sounds like know. a dadism. That's we're toasting to you, Bubbles. Well, well that was a heavy. Yeah, we'll that, that was a heavy. A heavy. It was really good. Yeah, real good. Uh, we hope you're liking these podcasts because, you know, we've had the conversation with y'all before. We know that this isn't like Disney related per se, but we think it's all connected. The I think Disney it's pretty de- Disney related. Well, in Disney dependent, it the whole point of it was to talk about the craziness that happens when you're a fan of something, right? And that's what we like doing. So anyway, we hope you're enjoying these kind of off-brand podcasts. But and if you are, or if you aren't, let, let us, us know because yeah. we would love to hear from you. That's right. You can only talk about the like Charles on Main Street. So you know, yeah. come on, yeah. You guys know. I mean, who doesn't love a churro? But me. yeah. If we're not there. Oh, that's right. She doesn't deeper. like the pool noodles. That's right. What a <laughs> communist. God. Well, shoot. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you real, real soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show and we'll be back here next week.